It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. Well, guys, welcome to the first ever threesome of the How Embarrassing podcast. I'm joined here today with Trevor and Austin. Please say hello. Hello. Thank you for inviting us on to the podcast. Uh, If you don't know, that was Trevor, and my name's Austin, and yes, thank you. (laughs) There we go. I'm Trevor. Somebody knows how to introduce himself. Yeah. Well, we just saw um, The Expend Forbles, the fourth movie in the Expendables franchise. We sure did. And it was definitely a movie. But was it though? It's technically, yeah. I mean, the credits made it seem like a real movie. The credits proved that it was in fact a movie because there was about ten thousand poor Slavs that worked <laughs> on this movie. The entire credits was everybody was God. named Yegivni Yegivnislav yep. just for like ten minutes. It did not end. But before we get to Expendables Four, we gotta we gotta throw it back. We gotta recap this franchise. Do we have to? Yeah. God, <laughs> we have to set the stage because it's been so long since those original movies came out. It, I mean, the first one while. was 2010, the second was 2012, wow. and the third was 2014. So there was two it's years... Been a whole decade? Yeah, there was two Almost? years in between the first three, and then there was a 10-year gap between the third one and this one. I mean, that's why we went back and watched the the first one i needed to see where it started <laughs> we needed to see how it all began because we forgot because these movies all kind of suck except for the second piece which is a masterpiece that we'll discuss later i mean but let's talk about the first expendables because it's all, all fresh right. in our head they are the world's greatest mercenaries the only life they've ever known is war the only loyalty they've ever had to each other. So the first Expendables was written and directed by Sylvester Stallone and also stars Sylvester Stallone. Um, it's yes. actually the last movie he directed, and I assume it's the last movie he'll ever direct because he's fucking almost 80 now. Um, so that's one for the <laughs> trivia books, I guess. He start his first ever directing... Uh, directing. May you write it, too? Yeah, but yeah. His, his first ever directing movie was Rocky, and his last ever will probably be The Expendables. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which is awesome. That just shows you exactly how his career A went. deep dive into his psyche real quick yeah um the first expendables movie is a really interesting look at what sylvester stallone thinks is cool because yeah he wrote it directed it and starred in it oh yeah it's total i'm i know what's badass i know what's badass type of thing this whole series is like the boyest movies for boys ever it is um there you can't get more boy movie than these um which is hilarious that they brought in women into the later ones because like (laughs) women aren't watching these movies like i'm sorry but no 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 woman is like why wasn't there a woman in expendables wasn't one of like the writers or somebody uh, like a woman though for the expendables well yeah but that okay expendables for that's woke expendables we gotta Uh, we gotta focus on the first yeah yeah we're still on the first Throwing it back to, to the first one. So the first, so the entire conceit of the Expendables series as it starts is um, getting all these old fucks from the '80s who are big action stars and doing a big 
action blowout, like the big get together of these stars. So yeah, the first it's everybody one, you could ever think of. Yeah, it's everybody you ever. It's all like it's literally like a playground movie where kids are like. I bet Sylvester Stallone would beat Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, in that's no. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically what these what these movies are. And so the first one has. I watched it three days ago. And I'm already Bruce forgetting. Willis and Arnold are in it for Arnold's maybe a, yeah. a minute. Is it even like verified that like they were really in the same room? That's in my that church? conspiracy theory that they weren't because every shot just turns to them and they almost never appear standing the- next to each other. And I don't think they touch or interact with each other. So yeah. they probably kept the camera one spot and then just hit record and then one of them left and then the other. And the camera came. just keeps getting closer to their face too. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, the first one has Sylvester Stallone. Briefly, Bruce Willis and Arnold Schwarzenegger, but then it's also got Dolph, Dolph Lundgren, Terry Crews, Jet Li, Jet Li, Randy Couture. Yes. Oh, Eric Roberts is the bad Sh- guy. But Sean Austin, Stone Cold, Steve. Austin. Oh yeah, Sean. Steve. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Sean, Sean. Sean Austin. I wish it was Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if it, like the poster for this movie has all of them lined up, and it just says the expendable Stallone, Statham, Lee, Lundgren, Couture, Austin, Cruz, Rourke, Mickey Rourke. Oh yeah, that's right. And Gosh. Willis is on the poster, even though he's in literally one scene. Who? Like Bruce Willis. Oh yeah, and he, he's on the poster, and his name is on the poster, but he's in the movie or one scene. So I don't know how he got that credit, but Arnold didn't get that credit. Yeah, it's um, rude. But Arnold was a little upset about that. I bet. Or was he? I don't think he gives a fuck, and he's just going <laughs> to smoke his big-ass fucking stogie in your face, and you're going to fucking like it. I'm a stud. I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. I smoke my stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you. <laughs> What's interesting about the first one is that... Uh, it is like very timely like it, it is it is a very 2010 movie like the whole thing starts off with like Somali pirates because that was like remember remember do you remember Somali that pirates I remember those yeah that was a 2010 moment we actually had a debate whether Captain Phillips was before or after it and it's after it's yeah. 2013 I believe so. oh so, so Stallone was yeah cutting edge for Somali sure pirate stories <laughs> um, yeah on ships too on a bu- well, yeah, because yeah. they're pirates, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes pirates. sense. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. <laughs> point. That's a good point. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone leaves leads this team of big buff old dudes and they yes. have to they're like a, a, a secret service kind of not secret service but they're like they're a secret squad they go in where the military can't they're like the seals basically but you know they're big action heroes. well yeah guys. so they're not uh, a part of any u.s juris or I don't know. Yeah, they're somehow exempt from all things. Mercenaries is what the Falcone likes to say is what they also are at the end, but yeah. That's true. Um, which gets into like That's right. the politics of that movie, which I think is pretty interesting. The Expendables have to go to uh, a made-up like Cuba. It's basically Cuba. Yeah, I I don't... <laughs> I was trying to figure out where they were for the whole movie, the and it is a place that speaks Spanish <laughs> is the place they go. <laughs> but, the, but the flag the flag looks like the Cuban flag, but it's the, like a rip-off Cuban flag. The flags, the posters, I mean, they had literally like the fake same... Fake Yeah, yeah, same... Fake Shea Guevara posters, the fake Cuban flag. I yeah. wonder if there's a reason they just couldn't say it was Cuba. Because this is a movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's an answer. I mean, I mean, it is. It's definitely in the vein of like what these stars come from. Because if you think about like Commando, Commando takes place in 
basically Guatemala, but it's not called Guatemala. It's called like San Island or some shit like that. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> they just make up, you know, Spanish sounding names for these places. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Expendables have to go in and they have to eliminate um, Eric Roberts, the bad guy, um, because he was someone who was in the CIA and he was responsible for the CIA's interference in this country to help prop up this uh, this general, right? Uh, and so, uh-huh. I, and so, yeah. So, I'm glad yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sure didn't remember any of that. Yeah, I watched it yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay. So it starts. So, like, they say that Eric Roberts is like part of the CIA operation who's propping up the dictator of fake Cuba, right? And so then the Expendables mm-hmm. have to go in and take him out. And so at first. I thought it was really interesting because I was like, oh, so this is an America bad story because they're mercenaries going in to take out the CIA. They're taking out the deep state. Yeah, pretty clever. Right. But then it turns out that Eric Roberts was former CIA. He's no longer CIA. The reason he left was because they weren't doing evil enough Mm -hmm. in in Central America. Yeah, you're slacking on your evil. Yeah, so he was going to pick, yeah, he's got to pick up the slack for that and keep the drug trade going and the money flowing back to the That's US. That's right. We need that money, baby. So the... So the, so the, the uh, almost said the Stallones. So the Expendables have to go in. So the, the Stallones? The Stallones. The Stallones have to go in and they have to murder this guy on behalf of the CIA so the CIA can do things probably even worse than what Eric it Roberts doesn't matter. is doing in the movie. They're mercenaries, but they have morals somehow. For example... The woman. <laughs> yes, we have to go back and save Spanish Cuban lady, who is the general's daughter. Right, there's the general's daughter who Sylvester Stallone uh, kind of falls in love with, but not really. In five minutes. In five minutes. <laughs> classic, classic fucking uh, Captain Kirk kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes back to the psychology of this movie, as it's basically a Stallone project, where Stallone gets to be 64 years old when this movie came out and get like the hot Latina girlfriend and be an action hero and save Cuba by letting the U.S. He does uh, deep do, state do yeah. even worse he, in he, Cuba than he, what was already happening. It seems like he does. He did do a lot in that mo- in this movie. He was jumping around and stuff. You know, yeah, because he was still the He's spry still young age spry of 64. 64 year old. Yeah, yeah. Like the movie is, you're like, oh, okay, this is back to like, oh, like the stakes are real. There's a like a woman who like needs rescuing, and Stallone's like on it, like he's going for. Her. <laughs> Stallone gets to serve the interests of the U.S. deep state, jump around in circles, save women. Uh, yeah, it's his perfect little like fantasy project. For but a movie, he does right? have a clear mission in the movie, which is important for your movie. Yes. So (laughs) in that sense, the movie does meet the bare minimums of being a movie, um, which some of the later films debatably cannot uh, accomplish. But they don't. What this movie really does well is that it it channels that 80s 
it feels more like an 80s movie than a lot of movies that come out now that are trying to be like 80s movies. Like when yeah. you see shit like um, Wonder Woman 84. Wonder Woman 84, <laughs> which is an incredible atrocity. movie. I love that. That movie's so fucking bad. But yeah, it's like Wonder Woman God. 84 is actually a pretty good example because it's like everything, it does all like the cliches of like 80s culture where there's like rollerblading and leg warmers and VHS tapes and like, I remember. I remember exactly. It's all member berries. It's all it's all like member berries bullshit. Like oh, remember the eighties? It's so eighties. Blah blah blah. But the Expendables is like a real eighties movie in the sense that it like has the same beats that Commando, that Cobra, those Raw Deal, those kinds of. I movies mean, it makes have. sense because it's full of people from the eighties films. So yes, they know how to make the movies that they know how to make. Basically, yeah, yeah. What the movie does wrong though is mostly everything else because it's pretty boring i don't know about boring those cuts like the speed of those cuts were just one after like we were just every time they were doing a cut we were just like boom 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 and we're like why it's it's disorienting to like i don't know i i'll talk about it more with expendables 4 but i was a little dizzy with expendables cut scenes no that's totally true and like in the vein of the 2010-ness of all of it, it, that was peak, like, movies where the action scenes were just cut, 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 cut. Like, you can't see or understand anything that's right. going on with the action. Yeah. I would say it's like, uh, I don't know, a comparison It would be like Batman Begins. I was literally thinking Batman yeah. Begins. In Batman the, Begins, yeah. you don't know what's going on because everything's too close, too quick, and then... Too dark. And too dark, yeah. And then in, like, Dark Knight, you see everything that's going on, everything's happening, and... Yeah, it's big, enjoyable. Big and you're still in the scene, from, yeah. From the first to the second, which the Expendables two. What an evolution! Big <laughs> evolution from one to two. You're gonna need more men if you expect to get out of here alive. I'm back. You can't let the contents of that safe fall into the wrong hands. What's the plan? Track them, find them, kill them. All right, I got to get on my soapbox here because I think Expendables Two is a modern masterpiece. I don't. Action I wouldn't say it's that I good. Love, I don't I fucking love I that mean, movie. It's been a minute since I've seen the second one, but I do remember enjoying it quite a bit. It's, I mean, it was it was good. I'll give it that because it's ridiculous. But to be honest, I uh, I have like a fever dream recollection recollection of. Expendables four or two. I can't even tell you if what I saw was real because, uh, <laughs> I mean, Trevor was telling me earlier that you got like Arnold Schwarzenegger in a in a Tesla, smart car, smart, <laughs> smart car. Yeah, I I totally thought I dreamed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, few movies can boast that they have uh, an Austrian American former bodybuilder turned actor turned governor rip the door off of a smart car, get in the passenger seat, see and hold with one hand a full auto shotgun while driving around a Bulgarian airport murdering a bunch of people. See, but this movie like that, does. It sounds like a masterpiece. Because but. it's a masterpiece. <laughs> the shoe is bigger than this car. Shoe something! Just to, just to uh, kind of bolster my claim here. Now, here we um, go. You, what are you going to tell us? The ratings? Yeah, I oh, am. Because boy. it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. So the first <laughs> Expendables has a 41%. Expendables 3 has a 31%. I'd say that's high. Expendables 4 has a 16%. Oh. Expendables 2, 67. 
Yeah. Like it is far and away the best reviewed quality uh, like, cinema. There, right there. there are four <laughs> films in the series and only one of them averages a positive review. That's right. <laughs> Expendables 2 takes what everything that the first one did wrong and kind of gets away with or gets rid of that and does everything that Expendables 1 did well and really dives into that. So the cast is even bigger and crazier for 2. So 2 has Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Jet Li, Dolph Lundgren, a special appearance by Chuck Norris. It sure is special. Terry Crews, <laughs> Randy Couture, Liam Hemsworth, remember that guy. Oh, I forgot he was in that. Jean-Claude Van Damme in an yes. incredible role, Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So they they beefed up the cast a bit and like Bruce Willis and Arnold Schwarzenegger don't just have cameo roles in that one. They actually like are a part of the story and they hold guns and show up in scenes and shoot people and, yeah, and do real they're things. They're there. Are they in the same scene? Like can you see Bruce Willis in a scene with somebody Oh no, they're else? like they're actually in the scene. Yeah, same, no, no, they're, they're all together. Yeah, they're all hanging out. Yeah. Um they're actually there. Yeah. <laughs> what Expendables 2 does so well that I love is that it doesn't take itself seriously and I think it's the, it's the only, one-liners for sure. It's got it's got proper like 80s shoot 'em up terrible one-liners. Um but it it a lot of setups too. Like what do you the, mean? Like the, Ch- like the Chuck Norris joke where the Cobra dies and stuff, just classic stuff like that. Yeah, so just Chuck Norris shows up. Setup. Yeah, so everybody gets to do their own little bit. So Chuck Norris shows up and says a Chuck Norris joke. Yeah. Like, it's very tongue-in-cheek. It's self-aware, right? Um... Dolph Lundgren, famously like an Fantastic. MIT chemist, you know what I mean? So there's some jokes about him like doing chemistry in the movie. They play into like the real life sort of thing. So it's they- also his delivery of whatever he's saying in specifically in this one. Where he's like, when he just shows up and he's like, hey, what's up, guys? Like, it's absolutely (laughs) perfect. I don't know how he did it, but... Hey, what's going on? It's schlocky, but it's like, somehow when you're watching it, it knows what it is. It knows what it's doing, and it does that very well. Whereas, like, the first one, because it's Stallone directing, writing, starring, it's like, he really thought he was making, like, a serious... Yeah, he's like, this is awesome, for sure. But who directed the second one? The second one was directed by... I don't know his name. Simon West. That's his name. uh, Who did Con Air. Which is we all know is a fantastic film legendary he did the general's daughter as well with travolta oh he did the, i forgot about that one yeah dude okay you forgot about that one but do you remember the uh angelina jolie tomb raider because he did that too oh no i don't i don't think i ever saw that but he did jason statham in the mechanic as well which is quality simon west has done actual <laughs> movies this is, he's done actual movies actual action movies so he knows how to do not that stallone hasn't made actual movies he's an academy award-winning director right. but but, you know, Simon West probably looked He's at the made script. made a few more. Yeah. Simon yeah. West looked at the script and went, okay, I know what to do. I know what's, <laughs> I know what's going on here. And we're not going to pretend this is anything other than exactly what it is, which is a schlock fest. Case in point, yeah. the villain of the film is named Villain. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, a guy named Villain. Villain. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Jean-Claude Van Damme that's plays right. Villain. Villain. The villain of the movie. <laughs> Like, they knew what they were doing, 100%. Come on, Valan. Come on, Valan. Come on, Valan. He brings the Jean-Claude Van Damme. What can you say? I mean, yeah, just Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's always doing splits. Have you seen the commercial with Jean-Claude Van Damme doing the splits on, like, two trucks just moving further apart with his legs, like, one on each? Have you seen that? 
that commercial? sounds really familiar. It's awesome, because it's just John claude Van Damme doing the splits. <laughs> That's the commercial. So. Yeah, but but in this movie, like, okay, so he's known for like the splits, right? But he's also known for like his his obviously like his lower body martial arts. So in the film, spoiler alert, who cares? He he kills he kills Liam Hemsworth by someone else holds a knife up to his chest and lets go, and Jean Claude does a roundhouse kick of the knife into Liam Hemsworth's chest. Oh, that's vaguely familiar. So yeah, yeah so Van Damme gets to do the roundhouse yeah. kick. Fucking. Chuck Norris gets his. They all have their thing. They all do their thing, which they is all awesome. Play in, which is exactly what you pay for when you want to see the Expendables. Exactly. <laughs> but something I like a lot about the second. This is the last thing I'll say about the second one. But the second one's ending, uh, the last action scene between um, Sylvester Stallone and uh, Barney Ross is his character's name. Uh, Barney Ross and Villain. More like um, Barney Boss. Barney Whoa! <laughs> it's when he fights Villain. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost as homoerotic as the commando end scene, but not quite as homoerotic. How's your arm, John? Come over and find out. In commando, the villain, the bad guy, is has like a Freddie Mercury mustache and is wearing like yes. a chainmail vest <laughs> and has these like leather pants on. Like he looks like a cartoon of a pedo. Say what were you going to say, buddy? Up until the last part, you're like, yeah, it looks like a pedo. I was like, but up until everything up before that, I was like, yeah, that's that's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 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 you know. I mean. I mean, maybe it's time to revisit Commando. Go watch Top Gun, too, while you're at it. (laughs) (laughs) I have only one arm. You can beat me. At the end of Commando, like Arnold is like talking about how he's gonna like thrust his knife into the bad guy and like twist it around, yeah, and the dude's like, yeah, right he's like there. salivating, he's like licking his lips, he's like, Whoa. and then Arnold's like, come on, let's party, and he's like, ah, oh, he's just he's too gay, he can't hold oh, back, they have to stab fight. me. Yeah, no, literally, literally, and so then in God. in that kind of style, because it's almost a style, like in Expendables two, you have at the end Sylvester Stallone is going up against Jean Claude Van Damme. And Van Damme, they both take off like all their armor, like they're what the shit they're wearing. And okay. Van Damme is wearing like the smallest shirt humanly possible, yeah, like the schmedium. No, dude, the fucking <laughs> the extra baby gap. Small, the baby like, gap. The baby gap. <laughs> <laughs> Biceps are just bursting out of this shirt as he's like, I'm unarmed. You must come in the fight. Which is definitely what I want from an Expendables movie. And if you thought it couldn't get more homo, so then uh, he gets that (laughs) giant metal chain from the room they're in and he like puts it around his neck and he starts. I don't remember anything. He starts whipping. He starts whipping Sylvester Stallone with this big metal chain and Stallone's just like, ah! That's hot. Every time. (laughs) I'm telling you, dude, it's so homoerotic. It's so funny. I need to. I mean, I'll be right back. I'm going to go watch Expendables 2. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I, be right back. I think I got something to expend. <laughs> oh, oh Goodbye. <laughs> the knife in me. Look me in the eye. See what's going on in there when you turn it. Don't deprive yourself of some pleasure. Come on, Bennett. Let's party. Then we get to Expendables 3, which is dog shit. It's a giant pile of dog what shit. What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> okay, I didn't actually. This one I can for sure say I didn't see. 
and I'm sorry, but I did look up the poster, and that poster, just everyone with a big, like, ear-to-ear grin, I was like, that's a Police Academy poster, for sure. So, I mean, they still got, like, what is it, Police Academy's, like, 80s, right? Sylvester Stallone, okay. Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, and Randy Couture are the only ones who are in all four films. But three ads, so Jet Li comes back, Antonio Banderas is added, Wesley Snipes is added, Kelsey Grammer Money plan. is in it, uh, Terry Crews is back, Kellen Lutz? Lutz? Lutz. Who's that? Let's go with Lutz. Who's that? I don't know. But okay. Lutz sounds better. Let's go with that. Uh, boo. <laughs> uh, Ronda Rousey. Boo. Glenn, Glenn Powell? Victor Ortiz? Does this those mean fi- anything f- to you? I'm, well, Ortiz is a fighter, I believe. So. Okay, Robert. More action guys in there, okay, which isn't a bad thing. Robert Davi? Never heard of him. Sorry. Mel Gibson, Harrison Ford, and Alan Schwarzenegger. So already by the third movie, they're they're starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel. We got like I four mean, people who so are far. not. Well, we got four people in Expendables three that are not like eighties action heroes. They're just modern wrestlers. Oh uh, yeah, and Arnold is technically in three movies. There, three out of four. Yes. Okay. So I guess he's not in all four, but yep, he should have That's been in this I fourth said, one. The time of the four. <laughs> Something we've neglected to mention thus far, but uh, is the character names in these movies are insane. Uh, yeah. um, because I, I talked about Villain as the villain from Expendables Two already. Uh, well, they're code they're code names because we don't we don't know who they really are. Oh right, because so, they're mercenaries. Uh huh. So Barney Ross is you know Sylvester Stallone. Lee Christmas is Jason Statham. I don't character. know who wrote that name and stuck with it all these years, but poor choice. It's not as bad as Yin Yang. That is atrocious. Lee. That's just <laughs> racist. <laughs> like, yeah, just slow key, totally racist. Chow, Chow Main was rejected. Lionsgate wouldn't let him do that. They're mm-hmm. like, Sylvester, that's that's too racist. You can't I mean, call the Asian, the one Asian guy in the movie. I'm surprised Chow it wasn't Main. General Zhao. <laughs> General. <laughs> Yeah, it's and then but then the, some of these names are just so fucking stupid. Like Terry Crews' character is named Hail Caesar, but it's H A L E, Hail Caesar, and um, Randy Couture's character is named Toll Road. I don't know. I don't know if you Wait, guys what? knew that. You guys, <laughs> I've seen four movies with him in it, and I did not know his, his name character is name. Toll Road. That's, first name. So Toll, they've been calling him last, Toll this whole time. First name Toll. Last name Roll Road. Toll Road. Like who picked those names? <laughs> I don't know because then like Ron- I could have came up with better code names than that. So I don't know. But okay, but it works in Expendables too because Expendables two is so ridiculous and cheesy. So of course you can have a character named Hail Caesar and Toll Road. Do you remember fucking Cobra Stallone's Cobra? His his character is named like John Cobretti, and like that's why he's known as like the Cobra. <laughs> like it's so stupid. Wait, who? What's uh, what's Ronda Rousey's name in Expendables? Luna. <laughs> okay, it's just Luna. Oh, that's uh, all right. Victor oh, Ortiz. Wait, what's Megan Fox's in the fourth one? Gina. We just watched Gina and Luna. I mean, like, why don't the women get interesting names? Huh? Why do they get? general woman white woman name <laughs> i watched this movie yesterday and i forgot what happens i'm sorry it's that you watched it yesterday at all 
Yeah. I'm not sorry. You needed to. You needed it. I did it for the research. The best thing about that movie and the only thing worth talking about that movie because the entire thing is dog shit. The entire thing just top to bottom is not worth watching. Skip this movie. Don't see it. No redeemable things except for one aspect of the film and that is the greatest of all time, legendary, unstoppable, immovable <laughs> man himself, uh-huh. Harrison Ford what a as Colonel Drummer. Drummer's in the house! I don't know if he is ever outside of his living room in this movie because it really feels like they brought the set to him because in every scene he's sitting down in front of a green screen. When he's introduced, he's like, he's in the back of a limousine on the phone just like, Sylvester Stallone, I gave you your mission, but you're not... Don't make me come in there and finish the job for you. And like, it's an obvious shitty green screen playing out the windows behind him. So I'm like, they just drove that limo to Harrison Ford's house, parked it in his in his garage. So he did leave his house. No, no, he went. For, <laughs> yeah, so he, he, he went from the living room to the front yard. They gave him a walk. He he was like, just give me a walkie and radio me when it's my scene. And they pulled the, they pulled the limo into his driveway, and yeah. they're like, we're ready for Mister. Ford and he comes out and he's like let's get this shit over with he gets in the back of the car he recorded for 30 minutes and was like all right I'll take my four million dollars now I don't know I don't know if it was at his house but he is definitely the champ these days of phoning it in for sure NSA ran a signals and frequency check on your team's phones this bastard's not even trying to hide him Stonebank's compound is where he trains his goons it's very heavily fortified. Harrison Ford has not wanted to be in a movie willingly since <laughs> I think Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I think that movie broke him. I mean, it broke me. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you brought up the, that movie because I was getting flashbacks of like the car scene through the jungle during Expendables Four. Yeah, yeah, I definitely was, especially when they're when they jump from like their like cars that they leave the plane in. Uh-huh. To, to like run down the pickup trucks yeah and they're jumping from like one of those cars to the other i was definitely like is this crystal skull yeah well let's just get into it um please expendables <laughs> for the movie we just saw an hour ago hey why are you here i got this situation where i need your help terrorists have taken possession of nuclear missiles on a cargo ship off the coast if these babies go off it'll be world war three guys Let's start with you. What did you what did you guys think of Expendables for? Ooh, that's a tough one, man. I would say not good. That's uh that's my first instinct, but uh I would say um yeah, they like I didn't feel like too disoriented. Like the other the, the Expendables the, the first one was just so like I was getting dizzy and this one I was like, "Okay, I can like I can hold on to this." I actually agree with that. I this was I actually knew what was going on in the fight scenes in this one. They were decently directed, I thought. All of there was a lot of hand-to-hand fighting. There was Expendables 2 was very gun heavy. There's a lot of shooting and yeah. exploding. This one was very hand combat heavy. A lot of knives, a lot of Well, the first stabbing. one's kind of like that too because Jason Statham's thing in the first one is I uh, use knives, not the guns cuz I'm badass. Right. And so. Statham is basically the main character in this. Yeah, film. this was a Jason Statham movie for sure. He, yeah, he carries. So let's get into the <laughs> let's get into the story. Basically, uh, the movie starts and it looks like um, 
a pop-up ad for an iPhone app that will scam you of your credit card information. <laughs> like, I mean, the visual effects were so... It's like those phone games, like you're fly, fly the C-17 plane and it's... <laughs> no, this, yeah. it looks... It looks like that. Yeah, no, yeah. It, this... Yeah. It's ridiculous. It looks so... I, I don't know the last time I saw a movie in theaters that looked this bad. I yeah, mean, it's garbage. The visual effects were shockingly bad. Yeah, like really, really bad. Yeah, like I don't know what the this budget was, but it definitely felt just so. Here's some dirt cheap. Like it, I felt like I got robbed a little bit. This will shock you, perhaps, but um, all of the movies have about the same budget. Really? And they all vary drastically in the quality. One and two look the best. One and two look like they're in actual locations with actual sets. And there's a couple bad CG shots. Three and four, it's all CG and it looks so bad. Every time the helicopter showed up, it looked it looked like it was Gumby. Like it just didn't look like it was real. It looked like... Oh my! I I can't explain how. Yeah, it just bad takes it you right out of the film real fast. We, we laughed. I I definitely was laughing anytime they showed like Stallone's planes or like mini planes, helicopters. I was like, that's definitely a toy. So bad. Like that's so bad. that's a toy with CGI. Like I'll, JJ the jet plane looks more realistic than this shit. Right off the bat, we're in trouble because this one was made. This one was released. 10 years after Expendables 3. So first of all, why did they even make this movie? Second of all... Yes. (laughs) Second of all, the cast at this point is just laughable because... Was he 77, you said? Anybody worth watching is gone from this movie. Sylvester Stallone is 77 years old. Jason Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, and Randy Couture are back. And then you have... Whoever... Oh, Megan Fox and Fifty. Random people. You got Fifty Cent, who does as Easy Day. Nothing. He's just kind of there. Megan Fox as Gina. Uh, Tony Jaw. Who? The guy from the Ongbok series. Who? Iko Uwais is in the Raid movies. So didn't see him. Didn't see him either. But those movies made a ton of money. Uh. Andy Garcia is in this movie. I don't know. Nobody who. you know is in this movie. Nobody you know who's in this movie. Was that the um, Antonio Banderas' son? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he Yeah, he was interesting. Like, Levi Tran was in this movie, who I do know. She was in The Haunting of Hill House. Who, just, who are these people? Who Megan are Fox. these movies? <laughs> these people. I mean, whoever they could get, I guess. Okay, so very amusingly, we... On the car ride there, we were talking about like what movies came out around the time of uh, the first one, and I said Act of Valor. The guy who directed this is the director of Act of Valor. No, it's not. It is Scott Waugh. Oh, my Scott Lord. Scott Waugh. Wow. Scott Waugh. Uh, that no is way. the director of Act of Valor. And the Need for Speed movie from 2014. <laughs> I knew there was going to be a problem with this movie when a woman showed up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Because, no, the, these movies are... I mean, okay, so hear me out. So the third one, it has Ronda Rousey, who's at least, like, action-y, and, like, men know who Ronda Rousey is because fighting. Yes. Right? So, in my opinion, like, that's a decent, like, hire for an action film. Sure. Like, it's good enough, right? Yeah. But, like, why is Megan Fox in this film? Yeah, why are they trying to make Megan Fox a thing? I don't know. I mean... 
If they had Megan Fox, I mean, uh, spoiler, this does not pass the Bechtel test. <laughs> Since Megan Fox is the only woman in the movie. I, oh, I take that back. No, no I take that back. There's a second woman. You're right. And I totally forgot because she has very little lines. She says one line to Toll. Yeah, in like Chinese or something. Well, no, she, she, spe- speaks- she speaks English later. Yeah, but then she speaks English the rest of the movie. We're just like looking at her pinky for like the, the whole <laughs> like the whole movie for some reason. She's doing a pinky thing. And spoiler. I was, like, and I was like, this it's a spoiler show. But every time she lifted up her pinky at Randy Couture, I was like, is is she? Gonna- I think it's a sex thing. Yeah, she wanna, I think that was the joke. Put that but- in his butt. No, I I don't. I don't know. Was that? That's what I thought the pinky was. was that the? I thought I thought that's what you- she meant by the pinky. Why do you? While you're thinking about because she kept she kept looking at Randy Couture sexually and then she kept lifting up her pinky. Is that why, like, like uh, at the end, she was like, "I think you're ready for the thumb now," and gave her give him like the thumbs up? Did she did she, wait? Did she Dude, say that? Yeah. No. <laughs> you put two and two together, sir. Oh my god! You're a god, genius. He's figured, he's How did you read out into the that? movie? That's impressive. I didn't even recognize that. Like I I understood the. That's what I'm saying. Every time she held up the pinky, I was like, "Is this a? Is this a?" Butthole I mean, thing? I didn't even get that far, so you're further than me, and then you are <laughs> astronomically further. We're way ahead. Okay, to be fair, I think they tried to explain it in the movie, like in the beginning, like the pinky, they were like, oh yeah, like in, in her culture, the pinky is actually like the middle finger. But then like like two minutes later, she's flipping them off. So I'm like, okay, what's that pinky <laughs> yeah, which actually one is it? Yeah. <laughs> The last movie I remember, I remember Megan Fox in was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, that's right. From she, 10 years ago. The first one or the second one that Michael Bay made? Is that the one you're talking about? Michael Bay didn't make either of them. He produced what? he produced them. He didn't direct oh, them. Oh, whatever. <laughs> you know which ones I was talking about. Yeah, the one she's Semantics. in. Semantics. Uh, she's in a bunch of like Chinese straight-to-video movies, apparently. Okay. So, so okay. So this wait is a minute. Okay, that's a good. That's an interesting point. Yeah, because she's been in a lot of dog shit action movies. And she's in one with Bruce Willis called Midnight in the Switchgrass, <laughs> which has just an embarrassing looking cover. So she's in movies. Johnny and Clyde. For China? Uh, I think a good Rogue? point you brought up was. Like they didn't, they were definitely in China for a minute, and they said the South China Sea, right? Yeah. Is there a reason they couldn't just say China? I and don't know. There's a connection with Megan Fox being in <laughs> Chinese movies. I think th- well, is okay. this movie for China? Is my question. This movie was maybe not for China, but it definitely was for the Asian box office. Given that you have the raid guy, the Ong Bak guy. And now apparently Megan Fox and her Chinese connections. I actually I wanted to comment a little bit since we're on the topic of Megan Fox and you know, no, but like the introduction of Megan Fox is her just being like an a very upset partner. The word is cunt. Yeah, I don't know. She's just so like upset with Jason Statham for Jason Statham being Jason Statham, but she's also like no, like she's also in the mercenary business so like why wouldn't she understand well let's get to the plot of this movie she's we also have... like overacting hard in that scene yeah because she it's, can't act it is garbage shit. she's a bad actress that's why she's not in movies okay well, yeah yeah i mean she just gives like like 
fuck me eyes. Like the whole, like it's it's like this. The tone is like ah, uh, which is uh, why. Yeah, no, you're right. The main story is that Sylvester Stallone. It starts with him going to see Jason Statham. We get a great shot of him on a motorcycle, which is like a better character introduction than he's had in the other. In the movies. first one, for yeah. sure, where they're just like there, and yeah. then. This one, you get at least I'm a badass shot, which yeah. is what you came for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone goes to see Jason Statham, and he's like, I lost my ring. Which I'm is gonna, important blah, blah, blah. if you're not familiar with yeah, these films. Yeah, every movie has to it do is with his numero ring. uno. Not the mission, not the man. It's my ring. So he goes to talk to Jason Statham to get his ring back, and Jason Statham's like... Can't you say I'm a little busy right here? I'm dealing with the fucking missions here. <laughs> and then, like, Megan Fox is like, You only care about me. And she, like, throws her high heels or something. And I'm She's like, Oh, God, we got, we got a woman in this movie. Oh, no. And then. It's oh, yeah, not she, what you want right off the bat for no, an Expendables movie. It's not what you You're, want. You, you, you watch this movie to get away from a woman yelling at you. <laughs> yeah. N- as we established earlier with these movies, women don't watch these movies. So the idea that they brought in Megan Fox to be the leading woman with a gun and like lead well, the mission and everything. Hot. <sighs> we'll get to that later. I mean, continuity-wise, with Jason Statham's character throughout the movies, I feel like that like that's what they were going for. You know, Jason Statham's just like He has the same girl in the first two movies. Oh, he does in the yeah. Sec- he stays with the um, the lady in the second one. Yeah, remember or the, the second in the first one, one? He, like delivers her like a little box. Where he protects her because yeah. he is a man of morals. Uh-huh. After murdering everybody else, yes. <laughs> we don't talk about that part. <laughs> so, so Barney Ross and Lee Creep Christmas team up to go to the bar in to Louisiana get to get his ring, ring back. back, and they have a terrible bar fight scene, and I'm like. The fuck? Like just right off the bat, I was like, "Where's the guns? Where's the shooting?" I don't. I didn't come here to see a fucking bar fight. And by the way, I'll point out that in every, in all four of these movies, they keep going to the same bar. It's the same. It's the same exterior of the bar, but in every movie, the interior of the bar is completely different. It looks. This bar does not. There was like a strip pole. There was like dancers in this one. There's no dancers in the last one. It they was a completely kept, different set. They just kept getting evicted. They have to move and like no, no, re-establish I'm saying the, themselves. No, no, no. The establishing shot of the outside of the bar is the same every time, but the there, interior is completely it was made, different. The, the other movies were made so long ago, maybe they got an upgrade, dude. Nobody for... No, in was, 10 years, they you gotta put stripper poles in there after <laughs> 10 know. years. But the movie doesn't even take place 10 years later. They don't acknowledge like, oh, it's been 10 years. It's, it's just as if it's the next day the whole story of this movie revolves around instead of uh uh bruce willis as mr church giving them the assignments it's eddie garcia he gives them an assignment and they have to is it eddie garcia or andy Andy it's andy rookie move it's all right garcia mr garcia shows up (laughs) (laughs) yeah so garcia shows up and uh gives them the, the mission of they have to go and stop the Ongbok guy for well, no, okay. They stop the yeah. the raid guy. They stop the raid guy. Yes, from taking the nuclear armaments uh, to deliver to the Russians because that'll start World War Three. Well, it, the thing, I mean, the they cut from the bar directly back to where the cold open happened. Yeah, which the editing is a trick. Was like. I'm just shocking because I was like, "Oh, this is happening at the same time." Apparently, or like what? Like I, I thought that would happen earlier. Like, yeah, very hard to follow with the hard cutting back to. 
an entirely different place across the world. Yeah. Uh, not only that, but during this whole intro, you get the like two timelines happening, but then they meet up almost as if like what was happening in where was it again? The s- Libya. What was happening in Libya um, was happening so slow that. Stallone and Statham had enough time to gather their team yeah, and no. fly there before this whole Libya ordeal was over. Yeah, the temporal distortion implied by the shitty editing is insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we forgot the biggest part of the movie. Uh, Stallone dies. Whoa. Yeah, he dies in Libya. He dies in like the, it's the first shocking. 15 minutes of the movie. Wasn't ready for that one. Wasn't ready for Pulled Stallone to die. One. Yeah, well, that comes later, but he's dead. And then we see his dead We see his dead like body. Like carcass burned with, with a his perfectly little, intact beret. Little, his little on beret his on charred, top. The charred remains of his body. Um, with <laughs> Fantastic the ring, use. With the ring on it still, so yes. we know it's him. So then uh, Jason Statham gets cut from the squad because he they blame... They basically say he could arrest or he shouldn't have gone to save him, and then he didn't, and then his right. death didn't was follow made, orders. Didn't follow and orders. Didn't blah, do the blah, mission blah. before the men. Yeah, exactly. So then, Stallone is dead, and then they give Megan Fox the lead. But they of also the next fire mission. Jason's or Lee right, Christmas. Yeah. No, yeah, 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 he's cut from the squad because he was quote unquote. Yeah, he didn't complete the mission, so he goes and he is a private security. He goes guard. and becomes a private security guard yeah. for an influencer who is like the bit, the most like boomer idea of what like a social media influencer. Yeah. Is. This movie was so boomer degrades, degrades like, women and is, thinks only of himself and and his social media. But yeah. he finds the ad for the security job in a paper for no, a social I mean. media that's influencer. I mean. this, this is amazing. This movie, this movie is so boomer pilled. Like it's it was, amazing. It was made by fucking seventy-seven year olds like Stallone because there's a scene where, for fucking say, Jason Statham is sitting at the table looking at the newspaper classifieds to find a job, and in the newspaper of his Louisiana <laughs> newspaper finds a posting for a social media influencer that's bodyguard. That's yeah. Exactly. That's where people look for social media related jobs. They look jobs. for jobs in the paper. In the papers <laughs> in 2023. So he gets the job and then he's the, yeah, and then you've got, so that's Boomer, like looking in the paper for the job and then you've got the social media influencers like, you bitches look ugly. You Respect need to look back to the women. Yeah, so then Jason Statham's like, oh, I might, you gotta. Because he's a man of morals. He's a man of morals. <laughs> so so he, he tells he tells that influencer jerk off, hey, be polite to the ladies around here. <laughs> you gotta fucking what did you do? Uh, what did you do? Hey, be respectful. Why are you a pikey? All right, just to get back a little bit, because the, I, I like your point on the boomerness of this movie, because I've been spending a lot of time with my grandpa, right, like lately, and he's he's 86. and So he's uh, almost Stallone's age. Yeah, almost. He's, he's close. And um, I've been watching him watch, like, older movies. Like, he's been watching John Wayne and whatnot. And, yeah, he's, like, following, like, you get, I get to watch my grandpa get so excited for this, like, yeah. To stand- watch a man backhand a woman. Watch face. a man be a man, you know? like <laughs> Yeah, this movie is, like, so so out of place in that sense like because you know the boomers like Stallone writing the movie were like uh, what do kids do these days they're all social media influencers they disrespect women and only love themselves but then anyways uh, Jason Statham goes on and says oh what the heck I'm just gonna follow Megan Fox and the team and I'm gonna go help well, them on their well he mission. comes back and he has what the kids call nowadays the 
cringiest scene I've seen in a while of oh the the, the sex. sex scene. Oh my god, they do like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith like we're like both. we're fighting and we know martial arts moves and jujitsu moves, but also let's fuck. Yeah, and it was it was it was gross to watch because I felt like I was intruding on someone else's like moment. I was like, ooh, I sh- I shouldn't be I shouldn't be seeing this. Why right don't you now. make an old man's day? As Lee Christmas likes to say. <laughs> no, but then yeah. But that's also I mean it's back to the boomer thing where that's definitely what a boomer thinks is sex. Yeah. No, nowadays exactly. I exactly. suppose. Sylvester Stallone definitely is like, oh, I'd love to go home and uh, wrestle with my wife before she tops me. She like <laughs> she like puts him in a chokehold with her crotch, and she says like, oh, you got the best seat in the house. And he's I like, got the best seat. I got the best seat. And he's like, these are the cheap seats. These are the cheap. These are the cheap seats, love. And then flips her Which over. Is, yeah, I mean, and then he sees the tattoo on the back of you, her neck, and he's like, oh, I always uh, liked this tattoo. And she's like, so did your brother. And like, and the funniest thing is that the entire Entire time, everyone, every time one of these lines came, I was like, you know, when they were writing it, they were like, all oh, the audience is going to love this. Like, they were expecting the theater to be like, oh, uh, <laughs> no one reacted to anything the entire film that we saw. It was a dead, silent theater. I was getting so hot and heavy between that dialogue between <laughs> Fox and Statham. Shut up. <laughs> You're lying. There's no way. Oh, my God. Please be lying. It was tough to watch. I'm not actually. I mean, that's the kind of. <laughs> Like the, their dialogue was the kind of dialogue that like one, like like you jokingly say to your partner because like your partner knows that you're joking, but but like in a movie that's like serious, you'd you like you'd be like they're trying to like maybe it should be taken serious, but I wasn't taking it like that. I was like, no, nah, this is just like there's like a little innuendo behind everything they fucking say. It was. It was tough to watch. Then they fuck with their clothes on, apparently. And my favorite part of that scene was... Oh, you got something to say? Oh, I do, because they don't fuck with their clothes on. They He, was, he sees this like lingerie hanging up on the door, and he's like... You want to make an old man's day? So oh God, I, that's it, right! Yeah. In my she, mind, I'm like, wait. So they just stopped what they're doing. So because she, she was fully dressed, so she had to undress, then redress into what they're wearing, and then throw the the bottoms of this lingerie up on top of the fan. I was like, that's a lot of work. Like, but keep the top on. But keep the top on. So, anyways, but if you compare that, like the dialogue that's said in that scene to Expendables two, like they're trying to do the same thing. But, but it it's just work. done wrong. Like, yeah, they're trying to capture that kind of cheesy one-liner. So what? The cuff. What's going wrong? Is my question, because they're doing like essentially the same thing, just shitty one-liners. Right? They're taking themselves too seriously, and that's why. That's why the the second one is the only one that. Well, works. how do you do it? correctly then like the second one the second one is the only one who has any kind of self-awareness the only one that knows that it's a movie full of elderly action people so it's so it's actually like boomers being boomers instead of non-boomers trying to be boomers that stallone there you go so the second one is boomers in the movie and but they know they're boomers and like well you know what let's just do the best we can let's just ham it up here whereas this one is like let's pretend we're all not eighty but I mean I guess there's only like four of them that are old and the rest are new young kids that we've never heard of before. Um, something I love about the sex scene though is that when it ends, as soon as it ends, Jason Statham goes to talking about the homies, like he literally just like <laughs> he busts in Megan Fox rolls over and is like. But I just got, I, uh, 
I just can't stop thinking about Barney. I mean, like, that's how I am with you guys. I mean, I'll just, you know, I'll be like just like relaxing afterwards and be like, man, how are Nick and Trevor doing tonight? You know, <laughs> that's what happens. As soon as you finish, you're just like, damn, I wonder what the guys are up to right now. I could have been hanging with them instead of busting. Yeah. My fucking God. These bitches gay. They go on a boat. The whole movie well, takes place well, on a boat. you're jumping way too far Dude, ahead. I don't, <laughs> I'm sick of this movie. It I mean, sucked. What, like, what is there more to say? Like, as soon after, after... No, no. There's a, there's the a movie, point. Once the movie starts going, somehow less happens. I don't know how to, that makes sense. But, like, less happens as the, like, the, the second half of the movie has less movie than the first half. Doesn't that make it just, like, a little bit easier to, like, digest? Or? No, because my brain, I, I lose focus. Like, I literally, my eyes go blurry. I can no longer focus <laughs> on the screen. I don't know what's happening Just anymore. full cross-eyed. Just, Seriously, oh. I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know about you, but, like, I felt like a momentum shift in the film once Jason Statham got on a dirt bike. Like for me, after that part, like I, f- it felt more like Expendables two. Like I wouldn't say it's Expendables two, but it like I felt like there was more happening and it was like funnier, more fun. It well, it, it was li- it, was it lightened up action. a little bit. It was all action, like but the that's last true. thirty or forty. And it was minutes. all Statham on the boat, and it was all much. Statham. Yeah, and wait, not only Statham, but what about Statham's Tonto? <laughs> because that I mean, oh, yeah I mean that's your comparison that guy oh yeah you've got like the token Latino funny guy who talks about golden Tonto showers a, like three times that's that's a, a, a yeah you got a Thailand Tonto right there because he puts on the the, the oh oh too. I was thinking of the golden shower boy. oh no no oh, no, no. You're remember of, yeah yeah, yeah. The, the guy who's who's at peace and uh, Lombok, yeah. yeah, who's a Buddhist or something. Yeah, and then decides actually I'm gonna actually I'm gonna murder people. everyone. And yeah. uh, that, I feel like that's a theme in this movie. Like like uh, all Lungen your just are starts by murders. Well, that too, but like uh, Dolph Lundgren's character, like he just goes back to drinking. Like in the first one, like he gets over, he gets sober and stuff, and he's not just a piece of shit anymore, which is a good theme right for yeah, anybody and then, even in the beginning then, of this movie this he's movie, reading a book on sobriety and then by the end he takes a big swig from the flask like, like oh fuck it yeah like and the, then he goes, the moral Ham. of this movie is fuck it like they're definitely like just give up the on your moral morals. of the story is uh, do alcoholism do do murder uh do sex do anything you want fuck it just be be a be a dude that's what i'm saying these are these movies are for the boys these are boy movies for boys they shouldn't have brought megan fox in they shouldn't have brought levy tran in it because they're just there they're just they're just there for let's hang on okay we gotta talk about megan fox again for a sec because they try to they try to do two things with her they try to make her like a a badass like boss girl squad leader but also she looks like a flat the whole movie. As soon as, yeah, as soon you as can you, be slutty and a leader, Nick. You didn't know that when they when they land on that boat to do this evac mission, she's got her hair down and it's done so nicely. She has like big, wavy, voluminous, thick, beautiful hair. Her makeup is perfect. She's got like perfect eyeliner, mascara, lipstick on, fake eyelashes. She's got like she's just wearing like like a sports bra too. Like her midriff is totally open. I'm Women like, guess less. Women get less armor and protection. You didn't know that? Oh, right. Because they're... 
only the vital points need to be covered. So like yeah, so like everybody else has got like a vest on a vest with a helmet and she's got perfect makeup and her hair is down and there's also a shitty throw there's also a shitty throwaway line when Statham shows up to save the gang and like she's like it was all part of the plan or like I planned for you to show up or whatever. So like you planned to be caught? Like I was very confused. Right, you planned what? to have everything go wrong yeah, so that, is that you what needed that was? to be saved. Is what that- if you just planned to go right so that you didn't have to yeah, be Yeah, I was very saved. confused at that part. They try to make her a sex object for all the boomers watching to go, ha did you see Megan Fox in that expendable? Boy, she's a looker. Boy, I'll tell you. <laughs> they try to make her like a hot sex object for the boomers watching, but they also try to make her like uh, a, a female girl boss, commando squad shoot 'em up girl. But again, but 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 for who? For who? What? No women are watching this movie. There was no wit. There was, there was like five people in the theater except for us. Maybe they but did it just, was, just so they don't get harassed by PC people. But no, because no like, one, no one was asking for that. No one. I guess not. No I, one's seeing this movie. This movie's already tanking. You can tell. What do you mean? The entire front row <laughs> was spot. All right, so let's get into that conspiracy <laughs> theory. So all the show times for this film today, the entire front row was booked for every. Every showtime. Uh, when we showed up, there was nobody Zero. nobody sitting in the first row. So is Lionsgate doing a box office false flag? Are they boosting their numbers? I would. Uh, yeah, because no one's seeing this movie. Because outside of that sold-out first row, there was, what, eight seats sold or something? Well, I mean, I just want to know where the money went, honestly. for Like, from the budget, just... Like, everything is on a green screen. Like... There's a shot where they're like the entire gang's getting off the stern of the ship and like you see Megan Fox and Jason Statham and they're just standing in front of a green screen of the ocean and the sky and it looks like dog shit. The green screen at the end was so bad. It was so bad. I don't know the last time I saw green screen that horrible. I mean, it was... Like Star Wars Attack of the Clones? Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds looks better than this. I'll be completely honest. We... And like you said, we watched this movie like an hour ago and I don't remember the ending. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like a big green screen. I'm like, no, they, they stop the nuke from being handed over to Russia by sinking the nuke and letting like it go off. In like so, a minute too. I don't think sh- like I've seen ships go down pretty quick, but like one minute from a small helicopter is it's better than that. It wasn't even a minute. I, I was, was like watching 30 it was like 30 seconds, seconds yeah, the for the bomb was at like 30 seconds for the them to get away and the, and the ship to sink a considerable depth. Yeah. Change. So th- their, their plan was to those oh, dirt we, bike scenes though. We can't let the Russians, here. we can't let the Russians get the bomb. So we're just going to have to detonate a nuclear bomb underwater off the coast of Russia. But like, which well, I'm confused. N- definitely what? not cause an environmental disaster and will not poison water and kill sea life. And I'm still uh, confused confused at what the plot was so the bad guys are trying to take the bomb to russia as the u.s or they're trying to detonate the bomb so on the u.s ship the raid that's not the u.s ship the raid near russia yes the raid guy stole parts of the nuclear device from libya and then took it to uh, the south china sea to then put it on that stolen U.S. tanker to take it off the coast of Vladivostok, Russia, to blow it up, to frame the U.S. for detonating a nuclear device in Russian territory What's so that World War III would start so that one, so that the defense sector could That's a classic 80s movie, get, though. 
I mean, they even had the the like cardboard planes to make a cargo ship look like a carrier somehow. To, right, they were thinking ahead to make it yeah to make the false flag look even bigger. But like when the nuke blows up, there won't be anything left. So who's gonna see this? Yeah, who would have who would have seen the the footage beforehand? Yeah, the the footage, or they're just gonna see. Wait, like, but, and they wait, blow wait, it up, wait, wait, and it's wait, wait, cardboard wait. planes. Like they're not gonna like. And it goes to the bottom of the ocean. Like, I'm confused. They're not going to the- notice it was cardboard plane. <laughs> but wait, there was that one awkward cut to the Russian satellite, remember, for like three seconds? Oh, Jason Statham can see it. Like, he looks out over the ocean. And, <laughs> and, you, just, right. <laughs> and then you just see him, like, he's like, he looks out, like, just over the ocean, and then it goes it up past the clouds out, into yeah. space, and then you're like, oh, that's definitely a Russian satellite, because I, I can't read Russian, but that's Russian. And then it comes all the way back. No. Back it, to the ship. It has the bi- it has the Russian flag on it. It says Russia in giant letters. It's just on a big red thing. star. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, so you know it's Russian, and they're they know it's a ship there. It's a giant floating pierogi. But like, wouldn't they just follow where the ship came from? Like trace bet. Like, like they would probably. The only thing they would have is the location, right? So it came from like Libya. Like, where did the ship depart? Because that's know, where it came it's from, a, right? It wouldn't be this a U.S. Is a, ship. This is a cockamamie scheme if I ever saw one. I mean, and Jason Statham's plan to save the day was like, okay, the, the bomb was going to blow up in uh, like four minutes, let's say. We'll, we'll bring it back to the four-minute mark. And he's like, all right, I know what I have to do. I have to turn this ship around Tokyo Drift style. And, and he Tokyo Drifts the tanker. Yeah, drops anchor full steam, turns, the, turns it all the way to the right or something, and just... Starboard. Starboard, thank you. They explain that in the movie, but I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> um, but then they detonate a nuclear bomb underwater and act like that's not going to be suspicious to anyone. Like, like they, five feet underwater. They still, they still dropped a nuke in Russian waters. Yeah, they so did, turning it around so, in yeah. five minutes, what is that going to do? Yeah, I know, so, yeah. Like, the nuke still went off underwater. Are they just like, no one's no one's going to notice that the nuke went off? Like, oh, this will stop World War Three from happening, as if fucking Russia's not going to be like, hey, why did a nuke go off in the yeah. harbor outside of Vladivostok? It's okay, though, because the ship was pointed the other direction. Jason Stan. <laughs> is that right? So when they see the satellite footage before <laughs> the explosion, they'll see that the, the boat was trying to get away. Yeah. yeah. Somebody turned turned it around they were they, trying to do the right thing because morals yeah there's plausible deniability with this nuclear war going on here oh man and then what basically a movie. the movie ends well they've well no because there's a, denouement. There's, a there's a there's a huge turn at the end right you find out that um what's his name andy garcia is the bad guy yeah yeah because we were we were hoping it was someone cool but it was just andy garcia yep and then the big twist is Sylvester's not dead. Oh right, he, he comes shows in. up he and saves the day. Bad. Yeah, he literally does a Deus Ex. Like you think that a what a Deus Ex? Deus Ex Machina is a machina. term. Uh, Deus Ex Machina is, a, is, a, is a Greek play term, which means God uh, by machine, uh, in which uh, the you. the end uh, conflict is solved by uh, God suddenly showing up and solving all the problems. And that's literally what happens. Like, so Statham is about to fight Thank Garcia. You. You're welcome. Statham is about to fight Garcia, and it's but you think it's going to be like a sick hand to hand combat fight, but no. Sylvester Stallone just shows up back from the dead in but a helicopter that, and shoots like, the guy, and he dies. But before that, like, there's a shit ton of bad guys and they all get blown up 
And you're like, where did all that come from? All the rockets and stuff. <sighs> oh, that was so foreseeable. I mean, Jason Statham, halfway through the movie, is looking at his phone. He's like, should I d- delete Stallone's contact? It'd and be funny if he hit delete and then like, he got a text <laughs> later. He's like, who's this? And he's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to delete it. But like, they don't, they don't say that. You just, you just see it, and it's not, it's not even like. It's, I guess it's implied, but it's it's hardly implied. It's a short scene. So then the movie has its little denouement, its coda at the end of the film where the plot's ended. Jason Statham's like, hey, Barney, you weren't dead after all. How'd you? Oh, you old fucker. I thought you were fucking dead. I like you better dead. I liked you better dead, mate. And then he's like, I had to come back for one last job, finish the one last ride. Which is such a boomer mentality because, like, you know, only they can be the ones to come save the day because they know what's right. Exactly. You thought this was a changing of the guard. You thought this was a changing of the guard, of letting the old generation pass on. There's no handoff. And handing it off to Jason Statham. No. 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 It is. It's theirs. Jason fucking... Uh, Sylvester Stone comes back and says, nope, not your moment, my it's moment. It's mine. It's still mine. I'm a, a writer and a producer on this film. It's and my movie. I have to save the day. So in the end, uh, everything is exactly as it was at the end of the film, as it was at the start of the film. Nothing has changed. Nobody died. Nobody, uh, ev- arguably, um, he doesn't count, arguably, if anything, Things got worse because uh, Dolph Lundgren is now uh, an, alcoholic. an alcoholic again. I mean, you're always an alcoholic, but he's drinking again. Right. So he's off the horse. No, he, like, in that last scene when they, you know, they're getting all back together at that bar and you see Dolph Lundgren with his bolo tie <laughs> and a uh, considerable bulge. I don't know if you and any of you have caught that. Um, but, the things uh, you're noticing drink- in this he- film are not the things that we're noticing. <laughs> he's definitely drinking milk in that scene. So they did. He? Yes. He was drinking milk. He's really drinking a glass of milk in that scene. That's so funny. Only give up your morals if it's right for the team. Exactly. And that's, that's the moral. And that's the moral of the whole franchise. Really, is that uh, you? Can, it's okay to hit women. It's, it's okay, okay to, to be bad as long as, like, in the end, you're good. As long as in or the it's, end, it's for the homies. That's right. Be bad for the homies. I mean, his aim, though. Sorry, now I'm backtracking a little bit, but no, his point was that after he drank, he got his like little Popeye serum, serum, and uh, just his aim was on point. Like yeah, he was, he, he's yeah, the sniper yeah, the with whole, glasses. The whole movie, <laughs> the whole movie, he couldn't shoot to save his life because he was sober. And then at the end, he downs a flask, and then he's got incredible aim. Fantastic. So the movie is pro alcoholism. <laughs> One more thing before we finish up, because you keep talking about the bike scene. Um, as our it's fellow, fantastic. as our fellow uh, veteran, as our fellow Navy veteran, uh-huh. have, have you ever seen a no. ship with hulls <laughs> wide enough, tall enough? To fit uh, four motorbikes driving through them with uh, turrets mounted? No. As soon as I saw, you know, it was like flashbacks. I saw explosions. I saw dirt bikes. And I was like, this is triple X. This is this is <laughs> Vin Diesel's Triple X. Yeah, these movies have kind of gone from the Expendables one two formula of bring all the old heads back uh, for one last big action movie to now following the Fast series formula, the Fast and Furious formula of just having a bunch of random big dudes 
going yeah. on missions around the world. If they're big, they're cool. Driving cars, driving airplanes, driving helicopters, shooting at stuff, getting in knife fights. The third one, I'm not going to go back to the third one, but like there's, I noticed watching it, there was so much family dropped in the third one. Like, really? There's a lot of like, we got to do it for family. Like Stallone is talking like Vin Diesel in, and that was 2014. So that's kind of when the Fast series already started on that path too. So uh, the family zeitgeist good of point. action films right now is just irredeemable. Let's tier these four films, best to worst. I'll go, I'm going to say two is obviously the best masterpiece in my, fi- my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think the second best... I guess the first one. Third best. Which one's the worst? Third best. Third best is this one for me. Really? Dead last is Expendables 3. Yeah, I don't really remember Expendables 3, but I don't think I'll remember this one either. So. Well, uh, I will say that Expendables 3 is about 20 minutes longer than this one. So that makes it worse. uh, It's worse, yeah. Mm, That's fair. That's a fair point. So what's your rating? There's also a hotter woman in this one, I guess. That's better. Beat off (laughs) while watching this one. If you're a boomer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, so what's your ranking? I'd say same as you, probably. Like, okay. I don't think I would deviate. I mean, there's no point. Two for me was a fever dream. So uh, I definitely didn't like one because it was so disorienting. So I'm going to go with uh, what I know, because I can't speak from what I don't know. I'm going to go with four. As the best. As the best. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with two based off of what I hardly remember and, and just recounting it with you guys. And then one, three. Yeah, definitely. I didn't even see the third one, but I saw the first one, and that one's definitely in third place, <laughs> and I have to give the third place to the third movie because I just haven't seen it, though I, I believe Last you. place to the third movie. Last place, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you're Austin, I guess, and haven't seen any of the other ones, you'll enjoy this one. Yeah, we need to have Austin rewatch all four and rank them on <laughs> at best. least two. And Just watch no, two. No, Austin needs to rewatch all of them and uh, give us a rating on like the best bulge, uh, so you can rank <laughs> rank rank oh, the films the best, best to worst on the bulge ranking. <laughs> oh man, Dolph Lundgren. I mean, <laughs> the bulgeometer, please. The bulge. The bulgeometer. Uh. Oh my god. Yeah, boys, let's wrap this up. Thanks for coming on and talking about the Expendables franchise. There's your definitive ranking of all the Expendables films. Hopefully there's not a five, because I... God, I hope so. With eighty In another 10 years with 87-year-old Sylvester Stallone? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. But I, I, thank you, man. I really appreciate being on and... Uh I love talking about movies, so... We'll do it again with an even worse movie next time. I Just hope so. I mean, it, I mean, it's going to be hard to find, but we can do it. What well, are you really hoping for to see that's atrocious? Hall- Halloween season is upon us, so yes. a lot of uh, a lot of movies are it's coming out now. It's a lot of horror movies. I mean, The Nun 2 just came out, but I was none too enthusiastic about seeing that one. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's our show, one. ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening to the How Embarrassing Movie Podcast. Thank you, Dark Nun. Good night. We got Trevor and Austin on the show. Expendables. Thank you, Sensei. Up the bros. Uh, bye. Bye bye. Big kisses. Groaning like a geezer. Feel yourself a cracking like an old has been. 
Look at yourself, old man. You got multiple chins, cause you're old.